It's Monday, November 20th. Welcome to the Jazz Joe Hall Show. Happy Monday. Thanks for tuning in. Let us tag along for the commute home. We've got lots to talk about today. Let's begin the show on our favorite political soap opera, the Surrey Policing Saga. Just when you thought it was over and just when you thought the province had brought down the legislative hammer, just when you thought this has gone on for way too long, today the city of Surrey doubled down. Mayor Brenda Locke said that a petition was filed in B.C. Supreme Court uh, today challenging the constitutionality of recent amendments to the uh, province's police act. The legal move comes days after the B.C. government suspended the Surrey Police Board and appointed an administrator to move the transition to a civic police force along. Joining me now to discuss this latest legal maneuver to stop the policing transition is Surrey Mayor Brenda Locke. Ms. Locke, thank you for joining us today. Good to be here. So why is the city of Surrey mounting a constitutional challenge to the province's uh, appointment of an administrator? Well, I think that it's, it's not just the appointment of the administrator. It is to say that the legislation that the... Um, province did in September was going to be um, harmful, uh, mostly uh, financially, to the city of Surrey. And uh, so we're taking this on because it's important that Surrey residents and Surrey voters deserve to have their voices heard. They weren't heard. Uh, how successful do you think you're going to be? Uh, I mean, one would argue, and I'm no lawyer, but uh, the province has the law behind them. The legislation is there. That uh, this is a, a um, you know a, a bit of a, a late in the game um, throw to the end zone, hoping something comes of it. Would you would you do, would you describe it as that? Many people would. Well, you know what? I I don't agree with that at all. Um, the the reality is that the minister obviously did not have the jurisdiction to do what he did, and so he had to change the legislation. But I think more importantly than that, the province said to us and has said to Surrey consistently over the last eight months, and even before that, this is Surrey's decision to make. The premier said that many, many times in writing and verbally, the Soljan said that many, many times in writing verbally, and even the previous um, premier, Mr. Horrigan, said that. He called it a hornet's nest, and he's absolutely right. And this, this uh, solicitor and the premier are allowing the hornet's nest to get bigger and bigger. And so, um, absolutely, I think uh, we ran on a premise that we were going to change this, we knew full well we were going to change the uh, the uh, direction and stay with the RCMP. They knew that's what the voter voted for. And so we will not allow the Surrey voter to be disenfranchised. If the city moved ahead with the Surrey Police Service, which the, the minister has mandated, can you give me a sense of the impact on city finances and the impact on Surrey taxpayers? Well, we know that the cost for the Surrey Police Service is extraordinary. We have presented some of the costs, but we don't have all of the costs because there is no plan. There is no plan moving forward. But we know that over 10 years, it's going to be a minimum, and that is a minimum of $464 million. This is a generational decision. This isn't a decision for today. This is a decision forever that will impact our our taxpayer and and we just quite frankly um can't believe that the ndp would impose this tax this police tax 
on our city. And so uh, we are going to continue to uh, make sure that um, the city understands, that residents, that taxpayers understand that the NDP is imposing a significant, probably 20% or more, a double-digit tax increase on, on our residents. And as I said, not just for today, not just for 2024, but forever. So when you say a 20% property tax increase, you're talking for next year and many years moving forward. I just want to clarify that. Well, we're talking significant tax, and I can't tell you exactly because they haven't provided us with the budget or the plan. But what we do know is the cost of an operational um, municipal police force is going to be significantly more we estimate it will be much more than $30 million more per, um, per year. And that is not inclusive of things like two-person cars, two-man two cars, if you will. Mm-hmm. It's not inclusive of any uh, additional uh, capital costs, and we know there are significant capital costs. It isn't inclusive of things like risk management, and people sometimes don't think about that. But... Surrey is um, under contract policing. All of the risks, so all of the the legal implications of of our uh, policing, and there are lots of them, uh, are all borne by the city directly. And that could be as high as as twenty million dollars a year just on risk. So that's somebody suing the police department over, let's say, an arrest or whatever it may be. These are legal legal Can issues that generally arise. And now the city is going to be held, at the very least, we'll have to defend the police department as opposed to right. prior to that, the RCMP would be the federal government. Yes, and, and of course, cities self-insure, so mm-hmm. um, the, the uh, costs are direct. Um, in regards to capital costs, what isn't included? I just want to, you said the two-man cars. What are the things? IT. Okay. Um, yeah, IT is, is, is a biggie. And uh, they have talked about the cost of IT as, being as high as $90 million or more. Um, there are all kinds of costs, facility costs. If it's, um, there will be a, an increase in the number of uh, members, so we know that that's going to happen. There's going to be additional costs for training facilities because we also know that the JIBC does not do full training of officers, so there will have to be additional training facilities uh, in Surrey. The, the list is endless, and quite frankly, without a plan, uh, we can't even forecast some of that. But we do know um, some of those that are, that are in front of us. Does that include a gun range? Would that, would that be a cost Surrey, Surrey would have to bear as well? It absolutely could include a gun range. They have talked about uh, $40 million for a training facility. That's what, um, that's what was uh, forecasted by the Surrey Police Service, but we know that that is quite shy of uh, what the costs are today for for uh, training facilities. And you only have to uh, look to other jurisdictions that are doing training facilities for police. It is uh, often more than more than uh, ninety ninety million. 
Welcome back to the show. If you're just joining us, we are speaking to Surrey Mayor Brenda Locke uh, today. Uh, earlier today, the city of Surrey filed a, a second petition to BC Supreme Court challenging some of the changes that were made uh, to the province's Police Act recently. Now, Mayor Locke, uh, let's talk a little bit about um, the hiring of new police officers for the Surrey Police Service. Uh, you need a lot of officers. Uh, what types of impact will this hiring in your mind or is having on other municipalities in Metro Vancouver or even throughout British Columbia? Well, we've heard from some um, jurisdictions like New West who are saying that they are... Li- so on So on the municipal side, the Surrey Police Service will be, without a doubt, hiring from other police services. And we do know that um, some areas, and New West has just recently made comment about that, that they have lost already um, too many of their members to Surrey Police Service. And we know that's happened in West Vancouver and other municipal police forces. So where else are they going to get constables? Uh, Surrey Police Service does not have enough frontline officers, not even close, and they haven't increased those numbers for some time. We know they have uh, um, white shirts, if you will, higher-ranked officers, um, but uh, we, we know that they are unable to hire constable ranks. Uh, do you think the city has, or and you personally, um, have been respected in this process? I'm curious because the provincial government would say, look, we're, we're, we're trying to work with this city, but they're intransigent, they've taken us to court. That's not how you find a solution at the end of the day. Uh, how would you describe uh, the treatment of your the treatment of yourself and the city by the province? You know, um, I uh, I think it has been incredibly disrespectful the way the province has treated the city of Surrey and the taxpayer of Surrey. And, uh, you know, my relationship aside, it's irrelevant. Everybody knows um, the concerns around that. But I am so disappointed in how this government, this provincial government, has treated the residents of Surrey. And it's not just on the policing front. It's not just on the... We know that Surrey has been left behind on just about every priority you can think of. Our infrastructure is lacking. They're interfering on policing, but it's worse than that. We look at our portables in our schools. We look at portable washrooms at schools. I don't know another jurisdiction where kids go outside to a portable washroom facility in a trailer um, to use facilities. We're looking at now a portable... Um, pediatric ER at Surrey Memorial Hospital. We look at our uh, infrastructure like our social infrastructure. We do not have any close, anywhere near close to the number of of, uh, shelter beds and those kind of facilities in our city. We don't have the kind of public transportation that other jurisdictions have. Surrey has probably got north of uh, 600,000 people in it. We are going to be larger than Vancouver very quickly, but our resources are just not, um, and our infrastructure just does not coincide. You know, when you think of Surrey, we have more kids in portables than some school districts have in their whole district. It's quite incredible. Mm-hmm. What do you say to the argument from your critics? They look, you were part of that previous council that supported the SPS. And for you to now oppose it is hypocritical, number one. Number two, there are many who say, look, this has gone on long enough. The province has made a decision. Brenda Locke has put up a good fight. 
it's time to move on and move forward and find a solution and get SPS um, uh, fully, fully uh, up and running, uh, hiring people, moving forward at the end of the day, that you've put your time in, you've opposed it, you've made the argument, you've articulated this, that you don't need to go to this this route now in regards to constitutional uh, challenge. What do you say to that argument? That just Let's accept it, let's move forward. You've done your bit as mayor and, and you've spoken the, the, the opinions of, of many residents in that community and get on with it now with SPS. Well, I would say two things. First of all, they don't live in Surrey, and I know specifically who you're talking to on on at least one of those occasions. The Surrey taxpayers do not want to have double-digit tax increases. The Surrey residents uh, know that they have had safe and effective policing in this city, and we've seen our um, that that uh, time and time again. With every time we get our uh, reports back from the RCMP, we know. We have uh, good policing in this city. This has never, ever been about um, public safety in, in our city. I think I would also say to them that it's, it's important to know that Surrey residents voted to keep the RCMP in Surrey. They voted on that because the Premier, the now Premier, and the then and now Solicitor General said time and time again, it's up to Surrey. We have made our decision. It's uh, Surrey has voted on it several times, and just because somebody has a philosophical um, reason for wanting to see a provincial police, they can do it in another city, not in ours. We are not looking to change our police in Surrey. If somebody uh, wants to do that who lives in Burnaby, let them go and do it in Burnaby. But we're not doing it in Surrey. Brenda, my final question to you. If, if this moves forward in regards to you know, the, the, the province saying, no, you're moving forward, and if there is a double-digit increase, property tax increase, and I know every city sends out a notice to taxpayers as to what uh, mm-hmm. the, the property tax increase looks like and where tax dollars at City Hall go every year. Every municipality in Metro Vancouver does that. What line? What are you going to call the line item in regards to policing? In regards to double digit, I'm just curious. Are you oh, actually going to call it the NDP policing tax or? Jazz, it's going to be in 16 point red on the tax form, and it's going to be the Surrey NDP police tax. It will be bold and loud and proud, and they'll wear it. Every one of the MLAs in Surrey, anyone, every one of the NDP MLAs in Surrey that have chosen not to stand up for the residents for their tax implications will wear it. We will make absolutely sure that the taxpayer knows uh, what is happening to our city. This is a NDP-imposed uh, tax. This is an NDP police force. Mayor Locke, as always, thank you for your time. Thank you, Jess. Bye now.